Don't look back because the market is closed. Good uh, Thursday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. What a day today. All-time highs. Kind of a broken record, I guess. All-time highs uh, hit S&P 500 and NASDAQ. Uh, Dow Jones not far behind it. Still got some work to do in Russ 2000, but the R2K was up a big 1.8% today. If you're a, if you're a technician uh, and uh, you're watching, uh, you like chart patterns, you can say this is a pretty interesting looking uh, bullish triangle that's occurring right now in the Russ 2000. This is the, this is the group that is ready to play catch up. Uh, I, we are biased. We have uh, a lot of exposure to small caps. They have underperformed. But uh, this is a group that we think is going to make people a lot of money. A rising tide lifts all boats. He, here we go. And uh, again, we like, we like R2K here. But again, all-time highs in the uh, SP500 and NASDAQ. Let's cover those specifics. Got some interesting things that, uh, that uh, we, we've uncovered here uh, that just continue to point to this being a melt-up bull market. Dow Jones up 271, 35,064. That's eight-tenths of 1%. SP500 up six-tenths of 1%. 4429. NASDAQ up a big 114 points, also eight tenths of 1% at 14,895. And again, Russ 2000 up 1.8% today. Uh, this morning, uh, prior to the open, Goldman Sachs came out and raised their year in estimate. Uh, according to Bloomberg, Goldman Sachs is now the most bullish Wall Street investment firm there is on the market. They've raised their target on the SP 500 to uh, 4,700. Again, it's already forty four thirty now. So uh, honestly, and they're not even the they're not even highest on the street. Uh, the, I mean, the vampire squid. Uh, it's good to see them join us in our bullishness. But uh, they uh, Evercore has had a target of five thousand on the S P five hundred. I believe since the beginning of this year, certainly from the first quarter of this year. So Goldman Sachs certainly is not uh, tops on the street. Imagine that Bloomberg's wrong about something. Uh, also, it was interesting today to see. And again, this is. The VIX is at 17.2, okay? It was down 3.8% today. But the insanity, this is, again, investor sentiment is such an important part of understanding the markets. It's a huge part of our VRA investing system. That's why we talk about it so much here. But to see at all-time highs, the VIX at 17.3, right? Remember, we spent two years with the VIX in the 10 to 10.5 to 9 range, right? Two, three years. So the VIX is 17. We're at all-time highs. What is this? 137 all-time highs we already had this year. That's only a bit of an exaggeration. Uh, so the VIX is still highly ele- elevated. The Fear and Greed Index, one of our favorite investor sentiment surveys, because it takes so much into account. You know, it's not just a poll like AAII uh, or, or many of the others. It doesn't just measure uh, uh, momentum oscillators like some of the others do. Uh, the Fear and Greed Index measures multiple looks uh, at investor sentiment, everything, well, it's, it's seven or eight different components. I won't go into them here, but it's, we, it's where we like it. It's very uh, diversified. Uh, it, it's at 26. That's fear. Again, all-time highs. Fear and greed index is at 26. Folks, the, the fear and greed index today should be at 80, maybe 90, but it's not. And we, we understand why it's not. We completely understand why investors continue to have one foot out the door can't blame anyone for that over the last the last 18 months of coronavirus insanity, not to mention what the last 20 years as, as, as a whole have been. The worst 20 years in American history, there's not a close second. It's the worst 20-year period in the history of this country, and you can't blame a single person 
for uh, being anxious about the markets or about the economy or about their jobs or about anything, about our government. Uh, you, know, you just can't blame them. But, but, but the reality is it's still there, right? We still have bearish investor sentiment, certainly very anxious investor sentiment. And this is not how bull markets end. Bull markets end when people think the market cannot drop. Bull markets end when people are in with both feet euphorically, where your Uber driver, your Lyft driver uh, is giving you his hot stock tips. And you're listening. You know, used to be a shoeshine guy. Now it's uh, your Uber and Lyft driver, taxi driver. But the biggest difference is you're listening and you're actually acting on it. So we just, and also the other big one, this will happen too, by the way. We're going to see a whole lot of people start quitting their jobs to day trade. Now, a lot of people still do that at their J-O-B. But when this bull market really kicks in, and it's starting to, right? But when we start talking about Dow Jones 50,000, Dow Jones 60,000, that's where we're going. In our view, our targets, we're actually raising our targets, by the way. We haven't put this out officially yet, but I will just tell you our old targets of Dow Jones 75,000 are about to go up. And our old target of NASDAQ 30,000 is also about to go up. Uh, we'll call that, th those targets are basically 100 percent higher from here. But remember, we've had those targets in place now for about a year. Uh, and uh, we are going to raise those fairly significantly because we believe this bull market is going to, has got about five more years of, of life left on it. And again, investor sentiment is one of those big reasons why. Um, okay, let's talk about <clears throat> what else we saw today. <clears throat> Excuse me. Again, the internals today, uh, uh, oh, earnings, earnings. Again, two things drive bull markets, two things drive bear markets. Uh, liquidity and uh, earnings. Uh, that's just the, the way the supply and demand is what drives the markets. We know the liquidity story, more than $30 trillion in global liquidity, uh, just monetary and fiscal stimulus in just the last 18 months, really less than that. And then, of course, the uh, corporate earnings. Uh, Tyler just shared this with me uh, before the podcast here. At the beginning of this year, Wall Street analysts for second quarter, Wall Street analysts for second quarter, their estimate was that we'd have for this quarter that we're in reporting now, that we'd have growth of 37.8%, which would have been five, point, five to six times the normal rate. Folks, we only have 72 companies left to report. And right now, the SP 500 for second quarter is at 88% year over year growth. So that's second quarter of 2020 compared to where we are now in second quarter of 2021. 88% growth year over year. Our estimate was 80%. We're pretty close. Wall Street's estimate as we began this quarter was 54%. Uh, so <clears throat> look, this number is going to wind up being a, a massive number. Uh, you know, it'll be, these are the best uh, comps, of course, since we had uh, the, really it was a two-year depression uh, for, the, uh, for the Great Recession. But it was a two-year depression for the uh, uh, meltdown in housing uh, and, the, uh, and the economy, of course, completely driven by, completely driven by the Federal Reserve. How can I say that? What evidence do I have that the Federal Reserve crashed the real estate markets in 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010? 17 straight rate hikes, folks. The Federal Reserve raised rates 17 straight times from 2004 to 2006. That brought on the implosion of the mortgage industry uh, with mortgage brokers and investment banks. And, of course, it was a domino uh, a free fall from there. Uh, but uh, anyway, so best comps for second quarter since then. And uh, the, the big difference, though, is that this is not a one-off. You know, we already had a, an amazing first quarter, not as good as this quarter, but amazing first quarter. 
and it's going to continue. This is why our targets are so much higher. We're looking for ex extraordinary third and fourth quarter comps as well, and that'll continue into next year. Uh, because we're in a new global bull market, we're in a new global economic expansion driven by, again, uh, liquidity and, uh, of course, corporate earnings. Uh, it, it, we also like what we saw today, folks, uh, because we saw some very good action today in the internals. We have not been able to say that for some time. So uh, these are great numbers. We, we, we should have been having these numbers. The fact that the market's been going up without these numbers is pretty amazing. And our advanced decline today for uh, 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 both NASDAQ and NYSE, both were two to one positive uh, advanced decline. Uh, that's, that's, that's very good to see. It's been a while, been a while. Uh, also, uh, up down volume. Uh, NASDAQ was almost two and a half to one positive, and also NYC was better than two to one positive. Great to see. We had the uh, trifecta, by the way, because new 52 highest lows. This, again, this is combined NASDAQ and NYSE. Came back at 353 stocks hitting new 52 week highs, just 159 hitting new 52 week lows. We've seen better numbers, but, but again, these are good readings, and uh, this is the track we need to get back on. We started last week. This week, we had a couple of really bad days with, uh, with internals. But again, folks, the market continues to go up. A rising tide lifts all boats. There's nothing ever bearish about that. We have a lot of perma bears that are, <laughs> that are really, having to, really struggling with this because they know they've got to capitulate at some point, but they just can't bring themselves to do it. They all will. This is the way bull markets always happen. But again, at this rate, uh, we really don't think that we'll get these sentiment readings that are becoming euphoric and perma bears start capitulating until the Dow's at 50,000. That's 15,000 points away from now. So this is still back up to truck territory on pullbacks. Um, and, um, you know, when, that's, when that changes, we'll let you know. But, but uh, that's been our view for some time, and it remains our view. Uh, it's also a stock picker's market, by the way. So if you're looking for somebody that's got a great basket of stocks that you should own right now, combination of big caps, small caps, ETFs, precious metals, miners, that's, what we, that's how we're positioned here. 60% growth, 40% value. We are, and we've got some great small caps. We call them our 10 baggers. Actually, not all small caps, by the way. Uh, but uh, come join us at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. And our sector watch today, again, good day here. 10 out of, uh, excuse me, 9 out of 11 S&P 500 sectors closed higher on the day, led by energy up 1.2%, financials up 1.2%, uh, and, uh, and utilities up 1%. Interesting with rates a little bit higher today. Tenure today was 1.217 after 1.1 yesterday. Uh, not much there. Rates are going lower. And, that's, and to the downside, materials, fractionally lower. Healthcare, fractionally lower. Uh, finally, today in our commodity watch, uh, again, this is, a, this is a risk on environment. You know, it's, it's tough. It's tough for gold to go. Now, silver has no excuse for not going higher. Uh, but gold, uh, we kind of get it because, look, why do you want to own gold now with the stock market going? It's almost like holding bonds to a certain degree. You know, you just got to have it's Tina. There's an alternative. And uh, everyone wants to be a part of this hot uh, bull market in equity. So uh, that leaves gold kind of, especially when it's manipulated as heavy as it is. Anyway, gold today stuck in that range. 1806 an ounce, down $7 an ounce. Silver, there is no better precious metal story than silver right now. Combination, again, industrial precious metal. Massive demand for silver globally. Uh, this is, a, this is a, a commodity that's going to soar 
And uh, you want to make sure you own plenty of physical silver along with the miners. Silver today down 26 cents an ounce at 2519. Uh, copper down two, uh, excuse me, up two cents a pound at 434. We love copper as well. Oil today up a, a nice dollar for a barrel back to 69.19. And finally, Bitcoin. Boy, but I tell you, when the story broke that Gary Gensler at the SEC was going to aggressively go after Bitcoin and uh, Bitcoin advocates, calling them a scam of, of types, uh, Bitcoin barely got hit that day. That was a tell. Showing some strength here, uh, up 12.42 today. Right now, trading at 40,948. Again, the 200 the day moving average still sits at 44,500 in that ballpark. That's about four thousand, almost four thousand dollars a Bitcoin higher than now. That needs to change. Uh, we got to get back above the two hundred day, and we want to stay there for a week before we give the all clear sign there. All right, folks. As always, appreciate you listening. Hope you had a great day. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.